If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, we are go-go-karting. We are a go-go-go-karting. Remember that? Uh, yeah, that video. Yeah, the uh, whatever, whatever. boy, wasn't it? Yeah. The uh, forty-six. Yeah, the hotel and have a go go karting. He's a yeah. I remember that when viral. Good. With what? Like when viral videos were like first coming around and they were kind of few and far between. Wasn't it like that? Must have been one of the first sort of viral videos. That. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That, is it Fenton? Fenton? Oh, yeah, 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 the dog. When he's shouting his dog through the... Fenton! 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 Yeah, they, yeah, there was a sort of very early viral videos, weren't there, then? Yeah, man. Did the Curzel Mandem ever, ever ever, reach you guys? No, I don't think so. Swimmy day save or smoke the reefer in the corner. Did you never get that? No, no, I don't think that made it as far as me. That was, I think, Kersel's. It's a place in, in, in sort of Manchester way. And um, it, it must have just been like a Manchester thing. But, I, you know, with with viral videos, you, you don't know. Back in the day, do you? Because it was just shared around schools and that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was sort of different back in the day, wasn't it? Um, Times which were... I guess kind of leads us nicely into our um, into our guest, who's Alan McGee. Oh, um, yeah. Who's very like, he was probably one of the most rock and roll men of the 80s and the 90s, wasn't he? Late 80s, sort of. Oh, no, even earlier. Late, yeah, the, mid, mid to late 80s, 90s, and that. Like, yeah. And I really, really burst on the scene when he um, discovered Oasis. Okay. Um, uh, there's, a, there's this, this band from, I think it was from Manchester or Liverpool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah, no. So he was, he was I think, I think he'd agree in saying most famous and most um, known for being responsible for Oasis, I guess. Um, yeah. uh, but such a great legacy as well. You are, sorry. They want an icon, like, to, you know, yeah. to be a part of that kind of time of, of Britpop and, 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 do you know what I mean? Like, them cool like bands like Oasis. and Yeah, the big, they're the biggest band to come out of England, I think. Over like you know, you've got the Beatles, and I was just going to say the the beat the Beatles. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, they definitely. I think they they. I don't think there's anywhere in the world you could go, and play Wonderwall and wouldn't know what it was. No, uh, in you find it very very hard. They're massive everywhere, aren't they? I think they're massive in like like really big in like Asia and stuff like that. I think. Yeah, in in Japan as well. It's huge in Japan. Um, and Japan. the first time I heard. Of Alan McGee was watching um, was watching the Supersonic documentary. Yeah, yeah. 
he's got a really addictive voice, I think. It's quite like when he tells a story, it's kind of like he's got a really interesting voice. Mm. And I think it's because because of the stories he tells are so so unique to us in a way that I grew up listening to Oasis and you grew up listening to Oasis. Yeah. Um, I think it's he's just got such a great it's I think it's just he's just a legend. Um and I first met him when we was doing um that so uh, Nick Moran who's directing the film um that I was lucky enough to be given a part in called Creation Stories, which is all about Alan McGee growing up, um what it was like for him growing up in Scotland and his journey, um his journey to London and creation records the early stages of um, Primal Scream and when they released Screamadelico. And uh, yeah, it's just a mint story. And he, he was rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to be to ca- kind of keep up with, with them, like, wouldn't you really, I guess? Yeah, man. Some of the stuff, like reading the scripts. When I, when I got sent the script for that, I remember thinking, Jesus, like this guy has lived a life. Um, and then shooting some of the scenes and Alan was around a lot on set and, uh, he, he was like buzzing to see it all. Um, I, I think I think he's he's more ex- rightly so more excited than anyone else about this film, um, which I can't wait to see. I've not seen it yet, um, but yeah, I guess we sort of touch base on the in in the chat, don't we, about what it was like on set and what it was like for him growing up and some brilliant stories of, about him and Noel and Liam and yeah, that's I mean that again that was that was the nice the best thing about. Um, about the, the the chat with him because like you say you can watch documentaries like supersonic you can you know and and obviously whoever made that documentary wasn't alan so have an agenda or have a a way in which they want that story to be shown and stuff but when you actually talk to the people that were a part of it mm, you know, like, yeah we've been lucky enough to speak to <clears throat> some people f- throughout the years i guess in in the industry that you know have met our heroes and know our heroes quite closely and, and stuff like that and when you were I like, met Noel I met Noel when I, was, when I was younger he was at the premiere of This Is England in London I don't think I was invited I'm joking I was there I, I, he wasn't there was he? yeah he was he was at the B, when no one went to the South Bank of the BFI for the after party didn't we get kicked out though because we were too young no we was down at the BFI because um, my dad was there as well um, but I was so young I was only sort of 13, 14 so I knew what Oasis was, obviously. And yeah. I wasn't as obsessed with them as I am now. No, no, I didn't so when I met him, I was kind of just like, oh, yeah, I'm not bothered. My dad lost his shit. Yeah. But um, I think if I met him again now, I'd be like, wow, you're Noel Gallagher. Yeah, man. Like, Noel and Liam, man. You know what I mean? They, they should just get back together right now. Yeah. Listening. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, did, I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of, it's, it's divided opinions, really, isn't it? Because I think without each other, there never would have been Oasis. Um, Noel was obviously I think he was the talent in terms of writing he, he wrote all the music yeah. and then Liam you know it wouldn't have been Oasis without Liam's attitude on stage and whatnot. so it's kind of the the perfect the perfect mismatch of, of band members I guess wasn't it um, but yeah it was great to chat to Alan and um, sort of like you said get the first hand stories and you know there's a particular one in, in the chat uh, about um, when Noel saw Boris Johnson mm-hmm. uh, in a hotel in London. Um, Say yeah. about listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, but it was, um, yeah, it, it was a great chat, and uh, it's just so down to earth and just so cool, man. That like, is 
Such a geezer. I mean, he's got to be what now? 60? I don't know. I wouldn't like to guess. I think he's got to be 60. And he's probably the only 60-year-old that I know that can still wear a full Puma tracksuit and Adidas trainers and look cool. (laughs) So, uh, Alan's subject um, was, uh, or is, should we say, the moniker. Yeah. Um, But we chatted quite a bit here now. I'm just wary of the time. So, let's let's bang Alan's um, interview on. Sorry, I said the, I said the I word. Um, and then afterwards, guys, and I'll say this a lot, but after uh, the chat, um, there's still a little bit of time left on your timeline if you look or, or whatever. Uh, we do have like a little chat afterwards as well, so uh, try and stick around for that. And we'll tell you who's next week's guest is. We don't even know yet. We're going to have that discussion right now. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, Andy, are you recording now? Yeah, all good, mate, when you were ready. Yeah, um, it's great to have you here, mate. Yeah, as you know, like, um, when we first met, for me, it was like, because uh, me, me, and Alan um, worked together on a film called Creation Stories, which is about Alan's life. Um, and I think I'd done a couple of days on set. Um, and I kind of every morning I'd get there and I'd say to the producers, I'd be like, is, is Alan here? Is he in today? Is he in today? <laughs> and then when I remember when I saw you in the pub for the first time and I was like, oh, it's, it's great. <laughs> but I didn't know who you were in the, in the beginning, right? And, you know, and you came up and you went, oh, I'm playing Dick Green. And I was like, all oh, right, OK, cool. You kind of, you're looking kind of Dick Green here, I get it, right? And then, uh, and by the way, Thomas nails Dick Green absolutely gets it right in oh. the film. I've seen the film four times now, but but anyway, I didn't know who Thomas was. And then, and I went, "What's your name?" At the end, I talked to him for 10, 15 minutes. He went, "Thomas Turgis. And I went, "All right, man, right, whatever." Right. And then I don't know what, why, but I put you in Instagram, 
and you get about 100,000 followers, and I was like, oh, fuck, you must be famous. And no, I just <laughs> who you were, do you know what I mean? And, and you were mates with Vicky and, you know, yeah. Jordan, and then, then it all started to vaguely, for me, add up and go, all right, now I get it, you know? But I just thought you were a kid that had got a lucky break, do you know what I mean? Oh, you know? no, no, that's that's exactly what I was when I first started. Well, you was, yeah, 15 yeah. years ago, weren't you? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, I was, um, like, I'm just a fraud, really. One day I'll get caught out for being... We all are. We all are. That's the joke. Everybody just makes it up as you go along. And then when you've had a bit of success, people think you really know what you're talking about. But I think you, you, you're born a fraud and you die a fraud, really. We're all, we're all, we're all basically chancers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I get that. Anyway, I think most <laughs> of the people I know can't believe they're getting away with it. That's the truth. I think I gen- genuinely, like when I'm on set, um, particularly with creation stories, like... That, that, for me, like, growing up a massive fan of Oasis and Primal Scream and yourself, it was like, you get to work every morning and I'm like, today will be the day where a big hand will go on my shoulder and just go, bang, I've got you, I've caught you. And it's like, but I guess that's like, that that's just us realising how lucky we are to do what we do. Like, yeah. we're so, we're so, like, fortunate to do the jobs that we do and fortunate to love it as well because the amount of times that you know your friends will come home from a day like a nine-to-five job and they're moaning about the job and you know and mm. I guess the only person that can ever really change that is yourself so I'm yeah. very we're very fortunate enough to to I mean I, it's very the only time I moan about work is when I'm not working do you know what I mean oh, yeah, 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 I agree I mean this is difficult at the moment during the coronavirus thing because basically we've all had loads of stuff cancelled you know I'm having I've had to cancel tours, Glastonbury's for bands, uh, Q&As, you know, records coming out. I mean, just messy. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I dread to think, because obviously you're running your own business, so you've got so many people that are working under you and you're the kind of the person that they're... Not in. so much anymore, dude. I mean, I used to be, back in the 90s, Thomas, um, there was 50 people worked for me in England and 50 people worked for me around the world. It was about, I, was, I was in charge of about 100 people. But now, I'm not in charge of really anybody. It's just, I do it. I, I hire in the radio plugin, I hire in uh, the streaming plugin, I hire in the PR. I've got two people that are consultants that fire into my, my management company, so there's only three years run it. It's, it because I, it's went digital and phones, you can, I'm charting records off, a, off an iPhone with no staff, you know what I mean? The world changed, didn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, the game uh, yeah. the accents is probably very similar still, but I think the music games really changed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I bet yeah especially with like downloads and stuff like that, it must have changed loads. Because like, don't most musicians make that make the most of the money now off like merch and stuff rather than yeah. albums? I mean, and that. I mean, if you could, I mean, look, having a hit now, you can have a, you can you can you can make a lifetime's money out of a couple of songs. If you get it right, you I mean like Mark Ronson or um, or that that who was the guy that had the the rock star song? I mean a hundred mil, a billion streams. When you get stuff oh. like that going on, you're gonna make a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? Because the 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 calibration and the finance to that is basically about two thousand dollars to the record rights for a million streams and two thousand uh, dollars for the, the the recording rights, right? The recording rights and the publishing rights. That's four thousand dollars for a million streams, which is shit, right? That's just Spotify. But if you've got a billion streams, that's a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? You know, and you know, it's it's you know you're you're starting to head into, you know what I mean? You know, you're starting to really head into it. 
you wouldn't have to kind of do much much else work-wise. <laughs> no, really. I mean, that Kedden, what we, I can't remember what he's called, you know, that, you know, uh, you know, you know, it's Post Malone. And I, I mean, Post you know, Malone's just, great. I like Post Malone. Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. And I reckon he must have made about four, $4 million off Spotify just on streaming, do you know what I mean? For that song. Wow. So you never used to be able to do that with songs, not back in the 80s and the 90s. Well, there you know was I mean? a lot more hard work involved, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in terms of like, now I guess, it's just you know you're uploading a song and then I guess it's in the public's hands to 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 sort of run away with it and then count your money for you. But whereas when when you started back in the day, there was a lot more hard work, wasn't there? I mean, I only sort of had a little, a very small insight into what it was like running a a, a record label and things like that. But I mean, I guess it was just kind of. But I mean, you but you I mean you famously enjoyed your time, didn't you? you I did. We were talking about it earlier on, but it's like. I think we were a sort of us in factory. Uh, we didn't go out of business. I I got, I got fed up with the, the major, but uh, Tony actually went bankrupt. I think factory creation. They were very different kind of record companies from what was else was going on. Uh, because I think Tony felt part of the culture the way that I did and the way that all my bands did. Do you know what I mean? And I think most of the other record companies in the eighties, the early nineties, they were really about the cash. Do you know what I mean? And no, I don't think it's any different now, really, you know what I mean? But I suppose we we were amazingly lucky, to be honest, you know what I mean? I mean, that's that's what we were. Yes, we all are. We all are. We, we came through at a time, Thomas, that we could be fucking crazy and, and get away with it and, and have hits. I'm not sure ne- we can do that now. It never, I mean, I, 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 that was one thing that I was thinking whilst we was making Creation was like, I wonder what it would be like now if they, if Creation Records was still a thing now, <laughs> and what, and, who, and what kind of bands and things that you'd sign? Because now I've I've noticed of a lot, like I've got a few friends who are in bands who are doing really really well, but I don't think there's much thing as rock and roll anymore. No, no, no. they're not they're not rock and roll. Like I remember yeah. um, the, the guys who actually created the uh, the jingle for this podcast are, are good friends of mine, the Sherlock's. Um, yeah. Which I, I think you, you're, you're familiar with, man, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I, I remember when I first got chatting to them online and it was like, come along to a gig. And I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Went and watched the gig and I was like, wow, it was crazy. And then they said, come back and have a drink. And I was like, this is rock and roll, baby. <laughs> got there and they're all stood there with like like fizzy water. And I'm like, this is what I expected. <laughs> so I think it's just it, like the whole rock and roll thing's changed now. It's I guess it's kind of hard to find a band that... Yeah. I don't care as much. Do you know what I mean? Different times, and also you got to understand. Mm. I mean, what age are you, Thomas? About thirty-two. 20. Jesus, I'm only 20. 28, mate. 20, Chill, come on. 28. 28. <laughs> to very young, right? But when we started breaking, I was your age. You're just a lot. I was a wee bit younger actually. We were at 25, 24. Actually, 24 when I was managing But by the time I got to 27, ecstasy had appeared. And that, and, and like, you, you living in Withenshaw, man, it's like, you know, I, I you know, as, as it's, in the, it's in the film, right, I went up and lived in Manchester, but that drug changed the, the cultural landscape. It fucking did, man. Mm. It, was like, it was like that bit in the film, there's an amazing bit in the film where Thomas plays Dick Green and Ewan McGregor and, and the Ed Ball character. They go into, like, a little uh, cafe and they're play, Radio One's playing something like Ride on Time or something like that, and it ends up, they've come straight from the club into the cafe, 
and had balls on the table. And and Thomas playing at, at uh, Dick Green turns around and goes, what, what's the tune? And they went, it's the washing, it's the washing machine or something. It's, it's a different <laughs> We've had moments like that. That, that. Why that moment is brilliant is we, we actually had a lot of, like going into old men's cafes and dancing about at 10 in the morning and the old men leaving and, and now yeah. I'd be the one to believe in now. That's the joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just completely gone 360, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's um, it's a brilliant story nonetheless. And like I said, when I got sent the script um, and they asked me to do it, I, I was just like, I mean, yeah, rang my dad straight away, and, and like my dad's obviously a massive fan of the whole yeah. um, uh, the, the whole story of everything that, that yeah. went on. And um, yeah, man, I just can't wait for the premiere. I want to know what the premiere is going to be like <laughs> when we get when all said and done. But um, anyway, wait what, a while now. what would be yeah, funny we'll... is if we all basically, because nearly everybody's sober now. Do you know what I mean? But it'd be funny if we had one one last night, like you know, you know, <laughs> just one though. relapse night. Imagine. Yeah, it would be funny. Oh God! I'm telling you, mate. I, I was saying to Andy um, just just start up before we started recording. I thought that I lived a pretty rock and roll lifestyle. I thought I was pretty like. You know, well, back in the day, and not so much no more. But when I was sort of like twenty twenty one, I I was pretty pretty full on. But then looking back at, and the stories that you've told me as well, I'm like, no, actually, my life's a bit like just. A, I don't know. Like, we were out of control, though. I mean, it's not a good place to be. We all ended up like having nervous breakdowns and rehab. So it's not. I mean, it's not as if we dealt with it particularly well. It was messy. Do you know what I mean? No. You know. No. But anyway, like we we um. So obviously on overrated everything, we don't just talk about the sex, drugs and rock and roll of the 80s and 90s. Um, mostly we do. Mostly we do. Mostly we do. <laughs> uh, but we get a guest on uh, every week and they share with us a subject that they feel is overrated. Um, oh. And yours, your, your subject, um, obviously the listeners will know by now, um, but Andy was buzzing when you said about that. <laughs> well, I, the only reason I chose the monarchy was... I'm Scottish, I hate them, right? But I won't be just personally vicious about them, although I might veer into um, how stupid they actually are as people. But, <laughs> but, 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 the, but the truth is, I mean, why are we? Why do we put up? The, the, I mean, it, we must be mad to have a royal family. It's just, you know, and, and what always amazes me is you think that basically it was maybe just the Tories that are, that are hanging on to it, you know, because they love tradition and stuff like that. I don't think it is. You, you, anything royal happens in London. It's we old women from where I live in Bermondsey going, you know, like we working class women that love the Queen. I mean, I just I think that's overrated, mate. Do you know what I mean? I think it's um yeah, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a tourist thing as well. Tourist, not Tory. Yeah, tourist. yeah I think it is. <laughs> um, See, I. I, I, I I've always said that about it though, because one of the things, because I I despise the monarchy, and I'm the same as you, Alan. I think it's just it, the idea of it is so silly. And yeah. um, but the the argument that a lot of people say is like, oh well, you know, Buckingham Palace brings in X amount of money in tourism, like Tomo said. But fucking Stonehenge brings in a load of tourism, and no one's lived there for thousands of years. So yeah, yeah. we kick them out. Do you know what I mean? Open up Buckingham Palace as a a museum to. The monarchy and have it as a museum. Where do the girls? Where does the queen go? Wherever the wherever she's cute, man. She's cute, bless her. 
She's but cute. The, the one thing I would say, and then I won't bitch about them anymore, really. I've been, but thank you. Oh, no, that's the point of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, you've got you've got about another, well, another, another level 30 minutes. editing of these people. And these people are... Right, we'll start at Prince Andrew. Did you see that mm. fucking Newsnight interview? I mean... It was... He's a fucking bellend, right? He's... just <laughs> the bit when he was saying... I, you know, it's because I'm so honourable. And blah, blah, blah. And, and I thought, yes, I... In hindsight, I think it was rather good that I was friends with Mr Epstein because, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're just thinking... You, you, you're up. If you were a Prince Prince Andrew, you idiot, you'd be up sex charges. You're a fucking yeah. idiot. I so thought he's a fool. He obviously got taken. They've obviously got him on tape, uh, and, and they've been blackmailing him for fucking years. And he's caught between a rock and a hard place. He's an idiot. Charles got taken by Jimmy Savile. He's a fucking idiot. And then Harry, who's a fucking idiot, got taken by. Meghan Markle. They're just a family of fucking imbeciles. And we pay them money to be moronic. That's the bit that I kind of get away with. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's... Like you say, for me, it it, it is an idea, like, having a moniker. It's such yeah. a... It's a stone age idea, isn't it? I think... I can't remember who it was. I think it was, like, Russell Brand or someone. And he was saying, like, can you imagine if we... You know, you're on a plane... And it crashes and the, you all survive and you're on a desert island. Yeah. It's like looking at one old lady, giving her a crown and going, you're the boss. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Years ago, it might have. But now, you you know, you'd kind of, you know, voting for leadership is 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 better. And obviously we do have that in this country. But still, the fact that we have a, a monarchy, the fact that we kind of, you know, we, we're not um, free citizens, are we? We're British subjects. Yeah. We're the it just yeah, it just boggles you know, my mind. What a lot. It might be because I'm 58 <clears> and I'm actually genuinely old now. But we we we've culturally because of the internet, I think we've worked out the middle classes pretty well now, right? You look at William and you just think you fucking wet blanket, and you know way that you'd be fucking hard unless you weren't the fucking next king because she's fit and you're a fucking idiot right you're looking at it <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like it's what it is you're a wet blanket whether he's thick or not I presume he is but we but the queen fair enough the queen's a queen I, I've got no beef with her really other than I don't think we should have one um, Prince Philip's just a fucking bitter old racist and but it's the other three Andrew Charles and Harry they're fucking thick is Ch- Charles is Harry the one who does live a bit of a, a boy's lifestyle though? He's the one that he's at. He's, he's out in Vegas, one of his photos of him on a yeah, on a He's become him. a Uber liberal now, Thomas. Do you know what I mean? You know, because he's got the he, he like, you know, he's got the trendy wife, but you know, it's like they're just they. I think the the thing is they're just. I think because it's all the inbreeding, they're just thick as fuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I'm being a bit, bit raw. No, I, I, no, it's, mate. At the end of the day, that's why we get people on to to, to hear their views. But I mean, I I quite I quite like the royal family, but I guess I I don't think about it as in depth as as, as you guys. I guess I'm kind of just blind to it all in a way. Like complacent. I, com- I'm complacent with it. I think she's cute. I think the queen's yeah. cute. Um, <laughs> Thomas, I got invited to Buckingham Palace. 
Huh? Around the time, you know, when I went, I went and visited Blair, and I was yeah, like, I know, I yeah, yeah. government. Because Blair loved me so fucking much, right? The Labour Party were all over me at the end of the nineties, right? Charles invited me three times to Buckingham Palace to meet him for supper, and I couldn't fucking do it because I always saw the Labour Party as ultimately my party, and let's try and make it. And I changed the law. I got this thing through called the New Deal for Musicians, and I got the musicians in the country for 10 years, from 97 or 98 to 2008, you could claim benefits, right, uh, and be a musician, right? So, you know, I, I, I never ultimately had a problem with being friends with the Labour Party and, and, and ending up in the government, fucking that's wild, but that kind of happened. But the royal family, I could never be down with it. And if I'd played the game, and I got a fucking gong, and I ended up, I ended up OBE or whatever, because I've sold enough records to qualify for it, but I just fucking hate them. Yeah, I've I've always thought that. Like, obviously, in our game, acting that I've always, you know, you always think, oh, if you did this and you did that, I think I'd be the same as you. I don't think I'd right. like even like you know, you look at what, people. If they, at the invited point, right? you, if they invited you down to Buckingham Palace to become Sir Andrew Ellis, you wouldn't do it. Nah, I'd, I'd denounce it. Yeah. Wow. Because unless they're going to give me a fucking sword and a shield, I don't want to be a knight. Do you know what I mean? That's not a knight. If I want to be a knight, I want a sword, a shield, some I want to go scrapping my dragons. <laughs> some people are into it. Because I'm friends yeah. with Bob Geldo. And um, he loves it. Whenever he goes to court for anything, if the judge isn't being... Does he go to court a lot? Yeah, sometimes he's like he gets called in for like... He's always in and out of court, Bob. You know what I mean? He gets a... Uh, He's always got the business or blah blah blah. And other ah. time, I think at the time the story he told me this for this one, I'm going to tell you. I think it was to do with it was it, it was to do with custody of children or something like that. But anyway, he went on in and uh, the judge goes Mr. Geldof and he went to the judge at high court judge he went Sir Bob Geldof. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he liked it, obviously, you know. Yeah, I don't know. No, go on after you, mate. Go on, go on. I was, I was going to say, my mate, um, he bought, you know, like you can buy like a a square foot of land. I think a lot of it's in like Scotland as well. <laughs> and you, be, you become a, a laird, is it? Well, L-A-I-R-D. Um, so you can officially use that if you want in your name. And a pal of mine did it and um, he rang up a hotel and... I think he rang back a little bit later with that and said, oh, sorry, it's, it's Laird, whatever. And they, they upgraded his room and stuff just because they thought, oh, it's this was like years ago when this first started coming in. But yeah, so it does, it does, yeah. I get, you know, it, it gets you places, I, I, I guess. I'd like, Bob called, <laughs> I'd like to be called Sir Thomas Turgoose. Yeah, you'd be good. I mean, look, if you don't hate them, you should take it. Do you know what I mean? I, just I mean, I, I'm not, they haven't offered it to me. They, they haven't offered it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it if, if they feel I like... I don't fucking agree with them, do you know what I mean? So mm. I mean, I just I just can't do it, you know. I mean, I can't I can't be down with them. But I did get invited, and I mean, there was a point maybe five years ago that I, I remember thinking, not, not that I wanted a gong because I didn't, but I thought maybe I should have just went to meet them, to work, work them out because you slag them off enough, McGee. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, go, go, go. Oh, you're Actually, cool as like if he was just cool as fuck. If all of the royal family had just sat there, just just being fucking cool. Do you reckon they actually live in? But do you reckon the Queen lives in Buckingham Palace? Yeah, I've, I, I know a few people that have been in and out there, and they say it's pretty tacky. It's pretty run down actually. I bet it's just oh, like the Dorchester in London. Yeah, the hotel. yeah but it's just <laughs> shit, Dorchester. Dorchester's charging loads of. What's, what does Dorchester charge 
six hundred a night or something like that. Yeah. I've only stayed there for work. I'd be shabby for six hundred a night. I'm, yeah, I'm I remember. Palace is a bit shabby. I remember I, I stayed at the um, the Dorchester when I was a kid, and I remember pulling up outside, and there was like Lamborghinis and Bentleys, and uh, and there was like all the, the the people with top hats, and I was like, Wah! got to the room. Um, I was sharing a room with my dad and my stepmom. I was I must have only been fourteen, fifteen, and um, and I got to the room, and I was like, this is this is shit all. I would never pay that, never pay all that money to stay there. Because they're old, like, listed buildings, aren't they? So they can't no, really do much with them about it. No, I agree. I tell you, though, I think they, I mean, I know, that, I mean, God, Prince Andrew must be the only person in the world that's, that's going thank fuck for coronavirus, do you know what I mean? But it's like, but but, he but, often... because, you know, but he might end up sort of bringing it down, not like, not, not completely destroying it, but but he, I think he's going to change it because he's just so over the line this time. Do you know what I mean? And with social media now, look at this. We're, we're sitting three different places putting a show online. The world's fucking... The world's transparent now. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you go over the line, you're probably going to end up online. Do you know what I mean? And he do, is. Do, you, do, you, do you like the way that technology's changed the world or does it, does it freak you out a bit? I think both. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think, I, I mean, I love it, but I think I was doing a bit better in the old world when I could control it a bit more. Do you know what I mean? But I think everybody's a bit like that. I think that everybody's a little bit like, yeah, you know, it's a, do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's different. You know, it's, it's scary. Sorry, go on, go on. Well, before, Thomas, how you broke a band in the 90s, you only had to do four things apart from the music. If the band had, had a hit, you just got, this is mid-90s, that's how I broke Oasis, you got The Word, you got um, The Chart Show, you got Steve Lamarck Record of the Week, uh, that 8 to 10 slot on Radio 1, um, and you got the front cover of the NME, and you would put your record in at 30. You knew what to do, do you know what I mean? Now, it isn't like that in music, it's... it's there's well, people are breaking the internet now for doing nothing. Yeah, yeah I agree. No, I mean, people are becoming viral megastars nowadays for for doing a video that they created in the front room. Yeah. Um, I, you, you know, but I, I guess that's the whole five minutes of fame thing, isn't it? But, yeah. you, you know, people are actually making a living from being, like, um, influencers and stuff. Like, we've had guests on here before, uh, a, a guy called Aaron Kraskell, who genuinely makes a living from making videos and putting them out online too. But he's got, I think he's up to 6 million followers on Instagram. I don't even and, know who he is. And we was, me and Andy was walking through through London with him. And just everyone knows, we, they're all shouting things at him out of the, out, out the cars. And it's bizarre. Like, it's great, obviously, for him. And he's he's found this platform and, he, and he's grabbed yeah. it by the balls and run away with it. But it's bizarre. To me, that's bizarre how people can become... Yeah. Do you know what's quite interesting? This lockdown thing. I mean, we're, I know we're only two weeks into it, right? But um, well, I've been in for two weeks because I was I was in isolation for the first week, and then uh, and then we've been in lockdown for a week. But what's interesting about it is, I mean, I'm not I'm barely watching the TV. I'm, really? I'm, watch, I'm watching shows on Instagram, and sometimes I'm on the shows on Instagram. But and in, in, in watching like Steve Naive Facebook page. He does a concert every night. The Elvis Costello's pianist. Yeah, but, I mean, oh. the entertainment has went off. 
it's not it's Netflix and, and online. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. know, I, d- I don't have channel one, two, three, and four at home. I don't have any channels. No. Yeah, yeah, we're the same. We're watching like every morning at nine because I've got me my little girls as well. So we're up at nine with my eldest. Um, well, we're up at like seven, but nine o'clock every morning. We've got uh, Joe Wicks doing a exercise class, and <laughs> then she's got someone teaching them how to dance. Like it is amazing. Like the, I think one good thing of this is the creatives are finally kind of doing their stuff and yeah. as well now for for free because it's they can just put it out there. They can do it themselves. Yeah, and yeah. rather than you know. I think it's brilliant as well. Like that Joe Wicks as well. He's he's donating all the money from the views to the NHS, which yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, and it, it's kind of that time now, isn't it, where everyone who's been telling us to get a proper job all our lives are all sat there listening to all the music and all the, <laughs> watching all the shows. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They need us now. They need us now. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is a great time for for us all to sort of like, you know, help each other out. Like, obviously, having people like yourself, um, Alan, and and all of the other great guests that we're managing to get on, it's kind of like we we've now got an opportunity to do what we want to do, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and then put it out there. And you know, more people are at home now, so you know, people need things like this to keep them entertained. You know, so I guess in a way, we're key workers. I'd just say, <laughs> just saying. I, I don't think people want straight presenters. Like you two would do well. Do you know what I mean? In the climate that we're now heading into, people don't want. Oh, well, Philip Schofield, now this guy sounds fucking bonkers, but I sort of kind of like him because he's so mental. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not because he's good, but he is nuts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's got a. He's got a Twitter that's just all about him drinking wine. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. He's brilliant. He's got, he's got his own Twitter account that's just about wine. <laughs> No, he's um, but I also I I like what he does on social media. He's very real as well in a way. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. he he just he there's no glam about him. He there, there was a great video of him trying to turn his his alarm off in the attic. Did you see yeah. that while he's drinking gin? His alarm box is going off or something. And he's drinking gin and he's trying to turn it off. And I yeah, I think that Schofield's great. Changing, I mean, it's just the, the fact that I'm consuming, you know, Instagram shows, Facebook stuff. Do you know what I mean? And that's and then and then on demand TV like films that you two guys do. Do you know what I mean? You know Netflix. And I think the world just massively. And then and then Soho Radio, Boogaloo Radio. If you want music, you know. I mean, I know yeah. there's millions, millions of radio stations, but I just don't. I mean, I don't think you're going to the BBC so much anymore. Do you know what I mean? No, no, that's true. I mean, I, I, you know, the news probably is, is all we have on BBC now. Every every now and again, just to see what freaking Boris is saying or or whatever. But other than that, it's uh, yeah, it's it's on demand, and and that that kind of jump's only going to get more and more as 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 time goes on because, like, with five G now, what they're bringing in, that's apparently going to like accelerate at a speed that we've you know we can't even imagine. You know, things are going to be. You know, it, this this time in ten years, we'll look back at this time and go, "How did we manage without this or that?" You know what I mean? Which is already bonkers to think that we're all in isolation at the minute, but the world's so much connected. Like, could you imagine doing this in the nineties? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Isolation—you just won't be able to do it. You'd be pulling. You know what I mean? I know the world was. I mean, technology—that's what we were, when you were saying, "Do you embrace it?" And I'm going, "Yeah, I do." But I'm like everybody else. You're a bit like the way me and Thomas were talking, and he went. Skype me again. I went, I've got the app. And I went, I haven't used it for years, Thomas. And he went, neither have I. So no, yeah, we are, we're all still chancing it a bit. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, but I guess we're, we're like, we're st- I'm still learning about Skype now. It's been a thing for years, but someone asked me if I wanted to do a podcast over Skype, and I was like, how does that work, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And then and then we explained it, that we can do this. And, and for us, it's just improved our concepts, I think. Like, because yeah. like, now we're able to, to record um, video as well, which is more content. And, and it also, it opens up, a, it also opens up more gates for us to get, you know, guests, because, you know, if, if we was to come down to London to say, uh, to to record this episode, it would have to it would mean the cost of getting on the train and travel and finding an hour that you've got during a busy schedule, same with us. So it's kind of like that. That's the exciting side to technology. I think it just it makes everything easier, but it's also like it takes away the fun of yeah the, the struggle if you if you like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And what yeah. What guys got coming on? Have you are you both are you both get stuff? When you come out of this, are you, are you going to both get stuff on? Yeah, I've I've been waiting on a Welcome job now. Welcome to episode for a... one of the Alan McGee podcast. Hey, <laughs> 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 Thomas Turgoose and Andrew Ellis. <laughs> well, I, um, I, 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 go there. Yeah, I, I've yeah. been waiting on a job for a little while. That's supposed to be taking off. Um, it was supposed to be May, so right. obviously that'll get pushed back now. But um, I've got a film coming out again. Don't know when now, but that was supposed to be sort of tail end of this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think everything's just been put on a hold, really. You're part way through Smart IT. Yeah, well, I I was on an eight month series, so I was filming for eight months, and then what, uh, what, what was the series, Thomas? It's uh, a new one for Sky One called Intergalactic. So it's a sci-fi um, with the hopes of going on to more. So we was nearly finished. We had three weeks left, and um, yeah. obviously we have everything that's going on. They had to shut down filming, so hopefully we can go back in the summer and pick it up. Because we never got to say bye to anyone. We'd spent, we spent seven months. I spent seven months with these people, more time with these with these cast and crew, with, uh, in Manchester than I did with my actual with my wife. So like these people become your family, and then suddenly we, we didn't get to say bye. So it's like it's all a bit bizarre. So hopefully we can go back in the summer and pick it up and um, and then have a proper rap party and say bye bye and yeah. Uh, it's crazy. But it's crazy man. It is really, it is mental times. It's like some, it's nothing like I've ever experienced in my life anyway. Yeah. I don't think anyone else have, though, that's the thing. It's mad. I don't know. I bet Alan's experienced something similar to this, not being able to leave the house for a couple of weeks. Listen, I've been like, I mean, I'm officially weird, dude. That's why I'm finding it easy. Do you know what I mean? You know? Well, I think we've been training for this for years, particularly as actors, because we, we spend so much time out of work. Um, yeah, I sit at home all day because all my friends are at work, and I sit at home all day. And you busy yourself, and you you learn how to enjoy your own company. So yeah. now people say to me, "Have you how are you getting on with the isolation?" And I'm like, well, "I've been training for years. I I, I do this. this is my day to day life." But then yeah. it also gets to the point where that little part of you know when you know you're not allowed to go see your friends or or you're advised not to go see your friend makes you want to do it that little bit more so that's i think that's the hardest thing and just being able to go for a swim and i know the play. swim one for me thomas that's the one man because I, I swim every day yeah i i swim a lot i swim a lot yeah because so, i've got the health club just at the bottom next to the river because i live right around right in the thames and and uh, i mean that's the one i've been swam now Two weeks. Go in the Thames, mate. You'll be all right. Yeah. Thames, I, be I haven't swam since last week, last Monday. 
Yeah, yeah. They'll have dolphins in that next week, like Venice. Maybe. That's the um, that's the great thing. That's one thing I've noticed, and I'm and I'm not really um, I, I I don't really actively go out of my way to save the planet. Obviously, I'll, I'll try and make my, my differences as I can as a person, but I don't. I'm not an activist. I don't go out and and yeah, do yeah, yeah. things like that. But having seen what the um, what's happening with the pollution and what's happening with the with the planet, and it's being able to breathe, I'm massive fan of that, and I love it. Love seeing everything that's going on, like all the pollution. I mean, did you see that? Um, there was a graph of the pollution of the UK from when we started isolation to now, and it's like just that the, the air pollution is just so much better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because nobody, yeah. you know. We're no. all, we're all, I mean, have you noticed the murders have went up though? <laughs> the what? Huh? The what? Murders. The murders. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I think there've been like nine people. That have, have, have basically went crazy in their houses and killed their wives or for their families and mad shit, man. Wow, that's just, crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, you're gonna get a lot of people that can't get on, you know. I mean, just fucking breaking yeah, up. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Well, won the divorce rate in Japan quite uh, in China, sorry, quite high yeah, after yeah. Um, after wow, the the isolation. Well, yeah, like you were going to say, you're quite lucky because you and your wife get on, but you've not spent 24 oh, no. hours. No, no, that's not what I was going to say. We don't. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> what I was going to say is I'm lucky she's still working. She's, she's at work. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, so, it, do you reckon... It's going to be funny, isn't it? I mean, a lot of, there's going to be a lot of people coming out the other end going, fuck that, you know, I'm out, I'm out of this. It's going to be yeah. different. Well, do, you reckon, do, do you reckon it's going to change anything in regards to, you know... Um, like power and stuff like that in, in, in terms of the monarchy and leaders and, and stuff like that. Do you think, because now surely we're, we're seeing that socialism's working, right? With, with, with the state helping out and stuff like that. We're seeing that, you know, things that, you know, Jeremy Corbyn was laughed at not too long ago and things like that kind of like, Oh, what we, we have to put money into the NHS or, you know, we have to look after the poor. The, the Tories are reluctantly starting to do that now, I guess. I don't think anything's really going to change. I think, I think, I think society will change a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Because I think, you know, we've all we've all had we've all started doing like the fact that we're all in the house. Do you know what I mean? Blah 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 for the NHS. We we we've all become a little bit more like got to try and cut other people's slack. But the monarchy ain't going anywhere. They 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 they're like the cockroaches. That, you know, you could fucking nuke them and they'll they'll start. You know, Prince Andrew will still come out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, they're fine, um, and then uh, you know I don't know you know the, the politicians. I think they're all as bad as each other. Ultimately, do you know what I mean? You know, so mm. you know. my my worst fear is coming out at the end of this and having to pass a fucking statue of Boris Johnson in London. Imagine that, you know, you got Churchill and all that, and then one of Boris Johnson because he's, he's done well. <laughs> I just, I just can't he's remember a, that. Me, yeah, he is. A, I remember. I'll tell you a good story. You're probably all right. I right. It's like I was having a meeting. This is about 2008, where, where the dirty critics think it was the bandit and the libertine, and Boris Johnson came on in, right, and sat, I think he was chatting up some woman, but maybe not, I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but anyway, but it was the landmark hotel, and he sat over there, and I'm not taking the, taking the piss, Noel came in, I think it was his first kid, maybe, and we, we say that, 
shoving the pram. And the, the landmark hotel was where me and Noel used to stay in the 90s, right? You know, it was the Britpop hotel. And it was kind of weird, like, fucking 13 or 14 years later, I'm sitting having a meeting and he'd come on in for a cup of tea. So he comes on in and I say to him, look over there. And Boris was the mayor of London at the time. And he goes, I know mad. Like, nobody really knows. No way will have a go to anybody. And I went over there and he went to completely have it with Boris Johnson. And I was like, no, fucking don't. Don't be, you arrested, you idiot. You know what I mean? Oh, oh my God. Maybe I should have let him. Maybe I should have. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I, rem- I, rem- I reminded him of that recently. I mean, yeah, fucking Boris was there. Do you know what I mean? Like, a mad moment. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? I mean, I think, I, I think, I mean, he's sort of, he's making the right decisions now, isn't he? He was really slow in, and he wasn't clear in what he was saying. I'm when not it sure went... they're doing that well, Thomas. I mean, like, they've only just applied for the ventilators. And, uh, and they, they don't have, Germany's got the antibody test and they don't have the antibody test. And if we get the antibody test and, test, you know, get everybody tested, I think I've actually had that. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, so if we, you can get everybody tested, we can actually start to get things going again. Do you know what I mean? I'm not um, sure the stories really know what they're doing. I think no, I think he, 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 was, he, he wasn't clear in what he was saying and he was putting a lot at risk when he was saying, I would avoid going to the theatre and I would avoid going to gigs. And that, that's a lot of people's livelihoods. He should have yeah. been He should have said, don't go. Don't yeah. go to Blizzard. Yeah. So you can't, you're the not first one for me... The worst one for me was when he, uh, was it like three o'clock in the afternoon, said, right, okay, on a Friday afternoon at three o'clock, he said, right, the pubs are shutting tonight. <laughs> Don't go. Yeah. As if the majority of the country aren't going to go, fuck it, one last pint. <laughs> what? Shut up on a Wednesday. There was having uh, the world nights loads, of, loads of our local bars was having end of the world parties. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah. what the fuck is that about? You know, everyone's getting, it's like, He's literally like giving the country nine hours and saying, right, you've got nine hours of fun. You've got nine <laughs> hours of fun. Yeah. Well, people are dying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess it, yeah, I, I kind of, I was, I was wrong in saying that they're handling it very well. But, I mean, the government now, you know, there's a lot of grants for people and, and the freezing the mortgages and things like that, which has obviously right. helped people massively. But it's just... Uh, my, my bands are feeling it, man. You know what I mean? All my life. I cast and... Because we had like loads of, two, loads of, I mean, I cancelled for the Mondays, Glastonbury got cancelled, um, Isle of Wight, um, you know, casted a lot of days. I mean, it's just messy. Do you know what I mean? You know? Cause it is messy. A lot of actors, they live, they live from job to job to gig to gig. Yeah. So. Well, that's literally, that's our livelihood, isn't it? I was speaking yeah. to, to, again, going back to the Sherlocks, like one, um, they were saying that, the the amount of the amount of prep and things that goes into a festival they had I think they had I don't know seven or eight festivals over the summer and th- that's literally all of that money that they was paying their bills with is now not there at all and yeah. it's like they, they've they've got they've got nothing they've got right. nothing to right. you know what I mean right. it's a it's a it's a worrying time but I think now but I think now the, the country are taking it serious now aren't they people right. are staying in. And hopefully we'll start. With, um, I'm friends with uh, the singer and the idols. I've, I've just done some shows with him, like some Q and A's, and um, and he was telling me that he because they've just broken everywhere just in the last six months, and they were flying down to South America now. They were going to go and had a sellout South American tour, 
And then the, I saw him the last time I saw him was about two weeks ago, 12th of March, and he told me that they'd lost half a million pounds worth of shows, um, lost 60 grand in flights. Do you know what I mean? You know, just like, you know, that can bankrupt people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. going to have a massive, massive knock-on effect, isn't it? But I guess I guess that you know we're, we're once we're all once we're all clear and we can start to rebuild and and I think I, I, it's amazing to see how us as, as as the British have all come together you know and we're all trying to make a difference and yeah I think it's um, I think I think we'll, we'll we'll be all right I think you know yeah can you imagine the party can you imagine the parties we'll have and the do you know what I mean? How many times? How many times? How many lengths you'll do, Alan? Do you know what I mean? Like we're, we're gonna, we're gonna hit it hard, aren't we? Once this is over, I think. That's, that's what you got to look forward to. Thomas is on. I want to get that fucking film out. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, there's so many films that have been delayed, and so yeah. much like say albums that are being delayed. So yeah. once it kind of the floodgates open again, like we're gonna have a pandemic of 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 just shit to do, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? It's gonna yeah. be amazing. <laughs> the, the, the sad thing is me being a pessimist. Maybe nobody's getting any money to go, though. You know what I mean? True. Well, that's the thing. When all these pubs reopen and things for the summer, like, is everyone, is anyone going to have any money to go and enjoy it? You know, it's kind of like, should it's uncertain. Night. Sorry? Should be a good first night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You imagine what, like, I mean, I, I, I just hope that they don't go, right, Friday, all the pubs are open. Oh, my God. Imagine. <laughs> That's what it's going to be like, mate. It's going to be messy. <laughs> oh, God, I'm scared. I'm scared. I can't, mate. <laughs> um, is there. Um, so, I, I got. So, I, this is the first time I've ever done this, by the way. So, All I right. mentioned to my father in law um, uh, that, that I was speaking to you on this. And uh, he asked me to ask you if there's any. If you can recommend three new bands that a 63 year old can listen to during the isolation. Three new bands. But <laughs> well, bearing in mind, he's sixty-three, but he's—he, I think he goes to two gigs a week. He, oh, he's, right, he's, he's he loves gigs, yeah, and he, he, well, he goes anything. I mean, I won't put say put my bands on it. I'll keep my bands out. Idols, Fontaine's DC, Shame, all great because they're, they're the new kind of like breed of rock and roll band. Britain's coming out. Well, Fontaine's are Irish, but that whole new punky rock and roll indie thing. Do you know what I mean? And it's we new people, and it's it's just a, it's fresh, you know, it's good. Do you, do you know these bands, Thomas? So I, I've heard of the Idols. Yeah, a great band, man. Yeah, and I've seen them on. They're doing a, most. Well, they're doing most of the festivals this summer, yeah. wasn't they? Uh, yeah. yeah so, um, well, no, I'll check them out as well. Do you yeah. think? Uh, yeah. Is there any recent? What, what's your thoughts when you put Radio One on now? I've got to be honest, man. I, I mean, I don't. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I won't be cruel about it because. If I was, I'm 59, if I was putting Radio 1 on, there'd be something fucking wrong. Do you know what I mean? So, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's not meant for me. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's, anyway, it is what it is. It's fucking rubbish. We know that. But, but I suppose, you know, it's just that, different. That's, it's that's different. a healthy thing for Radio 1 that an old 59 year old rock and roll guy thinks it's rubbish. That's probably what they want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I guess they yeah, they want the uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, I mean, it's not meant for me. It's, I think their their catchment age is they're going for is fifteen to twenty four. You know what I mean? Mm, mm, it's not meant for us anymore, T. No, it's not. <laughs> I, honestly, genuinely, when I was it the Brit Awards, it might have been the Brit Awards just yeah. gone when they announced the winners. 
I genuinely, I probably knew two of them. I probably knew two of the winners. And they're the biggest stars in the world at the minute. And I'm like, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I think there was any sort of Lewis Capaldi yeah. and, and Billy Eilish. He's really funny, Thomas. He's really funny. He's amazing. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's, he's a one-off guy. I mean, usually these guys are just pompous record company clothes horses. He's not. He's actually a very funny fucking guy. I don't really like what he does, but it's not really. It's it's too too wet for me, too pop. But 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 I like him. I mean, he, I think he held his own with No Gallagher. He's fucking funny, man. Oh and yeah, he, that the whole the whole thing between them is amazing. Yeah, and and he, he didn't lose. Do you know what I mean? You know, he was. I, I mean, he was giving it. His I good thought it was. Play. I thought it was great that he posted a photo with Noel's daughter. I, I thought that was amazing. <laughs> After everything that had gone on, he, put, he posted a photo on his Instagram of Noel and his daughter. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, loads of people know him, and, and I don't know him, but I, loads of my pals all know him. And they say he's a good guy, you know. He's a he's a lovely guy. I yeah. I know him. Um, I've been to see him a couple of times, and I, I've been out for a drink with him. And um, oh, right, he he's like he's like Jesus now. Honestly, when you're at if you're in a pub with him, it's 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 mental. It's yeah, mental. Like it's like being out with fucking Justin Bieber. <laughs> if you think if you think now it's only it's only sort of a year ago where no one really knew who he was which again it would, i suppose that was like oasis like no one really knew who oasis was yeah. and then after after you got your hands on him you know it, it kind of because that all happened so quickly didn't it yeah that was that was and funnily enough i watched that film that they put out the uh, supersonic i'm in that film that, that supersonic I, 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 I think I've, I've seen that about 15 times, I think. Yeah, I've watched it. I, mean, I watched it three or four times, but I hadn't watched it for a couple of years. But because I'm in the house, I thought I, I was in between Tiger King because I'm watching Tiger King for the second time. I've not I'm seen that. I'm on that next. Yeah, everyone's talking about that. Is it good? The best. It's, it's as good as Breaking really? Bad. It's genius. Oh, oh right, okay. Yeah, fucking great, man. So funny, man. The, the gay um, zookeeper, psycho, pop star. You can't invent some, and then he's not even. <laughs> you, he's mental, but there's a guy. You just got to watch it. I mean, there's, yeah, I'm going to watch it. The woman that he's at war with, that that basically <laughs> is fed her husband to the tigers. Just fucking mental people, man. Crazy. So is it not real? <laughs> is, it, is it is it scripted? It's not real. No, it's it's a documentary. Ah, it? right. Okay. Yeah, but, I thought it was dark. You, if they scripted it, Andy, I don't think they could have. I don't. I you think won't they believe it. It's so bizarre. If it was if it was acted, you would go, that's just not real. Why it's genius is they've actually found a, a bunch of freaks. And that's these <laughs> people that, that run the zoos in America. I think Netflix are great at, at the minute. Like Some of the things they're creating is amazing. Yeah, man. But, yeah. but when, when, they, when they put Supersonic on Netflix, yeah. I, as, as soon as I see it, I was like, bosh, I watched that. I mean, I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um like the put the the life that they lived. It's like but but Noel, I think it's Noel at the end when they when they just done Nebworth and the, they said that was one of the last great rock and roll gigs before yeah. the internet and before mobile phones. Yeah. Because I, I I bet I bet that's changed so like all the the gigs that you went to back in the day to to gigs that you go to now. It's all people just watch it through mobile phones, don't they? I tell you when it hit me was about two thousand and thirteen. And I went to see Neil Young play Birmingham NEC. And uh, I went to see Neil with, with, with a couple of friends. And it was 14,000 people watching the gig through their iPhone. Mm. 
And I really was like, how fucking mad is the world becoming that this is this is I, but I'm 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 guilty of it. I do. I record right. it. But then sometimes I like I record a gig and I'm like, I I will never watch that. I'll never go from oh. my phone and watch it. Yeah, so yeah. why don't I why don't I instead yeah, of I, paying fifty quid for a ticket or whatever and then going and watching yeah. the gig and like why don't I just enjoy it instead of I, I often think like, if I didn't need my phone in case I got but I've just said it there, like needing my phone in case I got lost. Like, what would you have done at Nebworth? Watch the show. It's good. I mean, it was, to be honest, Thomas, it wasn't actually a very good Oasis game. <clears> oh, really? I mean? I, I That's one thing I always say. If people say to me, if you can go to one gig, uh, that, uh, that, it's that for No, it was, a, it, was a, it was a total event, but I'm glad I went to it. But as Oasis gigs go, it wasn't that good. It was a bit complacent. It was, it was just okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What was what, what was, was what would have been the best one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's it like your your favourite Oasis? I was thinking. Um, probably Earl's Court. Between just as uh, the second album was coming out. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that one was. I don't think they were ever better than that. That was when they were just absolutely firing. Do you know what I mean? You know, and, yeah. and, and they were right on the cusp of just becoming superstars. I was sitting watching it with Madonna to my left and you two to my right. No, <laughs> and, and, and I was like, and I was just thinking, this is fucking psycho. But here we That's go. That's crazy. crazy. What, what do you think much. to the um, to the new stuff of Nolan, like the the new I, stuff? I think it's okay. I mean, it's like you know, I like it. I mean, for different reasons. I I like the Noel stuff because it's he's still got the pop thing. It's good, and I like the Liam stuff because it's it's it's, it's uber. Liam, Liam being pop, do you know what I mean? But mm. I don't think either of the careers are as good as Oasis. I like the, I like the Oasis thing much better than the, mm. the either yeah. of the and, that, and that'll never change. Like after generation after generation, like I went to I saw Oasis in Coventry at the Rico. Right. When I was about fifteen, I think it was. Um, and that's probably the best gig I've ever been to. But I think even as I, as I get older and I have kids. My kids will be listening to Oasis, and my yeah. dad will listen, and it, and yeah. it's and I think it'll be a generation. And the same with the Stone Roses, I think, and yeah. you know the same same with so many great bands. Like we'll we'll look at Queen and things like yeah. that. My that daughter thinks it's rubbish. Thinks yeah. Oasis is rubbish. Yeah, she thinks it's rubbish. I don't know if she's <laughs> reacting against me though. Do you know what I mean? I but think so. Saying, I think that's because it's a dad's mute, like what you listen to. Do you know what I mean? No, no. I I, I think what it is is because it's it's difficult being the kid of somebody that's went and done something at some point, and I think. She's just like, I don't know why it was them, Dad. Teenage fan club was so much better. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, God knows we kids, man. Do you know what I mean? You know? Yeah, it's bizarre. Crazy. But I think that'll about do it, won't it, Andy? Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, we've been chatting for about 55 minutes nearly now. So, yeah, mate, yeah. thanks what, what very are you gonna much, Alan. on, boys? Are you going gonna... to... So we put it out on, um, like, Spotify and stuff as, as just yeah. a, an audio file. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to start putting them up on YouTube as well. Brilliant. Uh, right. We need to make a channel and, and stuff like that yeah, and, and get them on, on YouTube. I don't know if it was any good today. Some I, No, yeah, it was great, man. But that's the amazing, thing about our mate. podcast. Amazing. The, the thing is, is about about it is we just go off on chat random shit. That's all we do. Yeah. I might look at it when you put it out and go, Oh, actually the, the Royal Family bit was good. I, mean, I don't know if it was good or bad, you know what I mean? Well I what we'll do is honestly we'll send it to you before anyway, so you can have a listen. No, no, I'm not I'm not entertaining it down. I'm, it is what it is. I'm you don't have to just put it up. But what I'm trying to say to you is, I've got no. I, sometimes I think things are shit, and then I watch them and go, "Oh, it's actually good." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The well, thing is, with this is like, 
we we only ever really have that kind of um the subject just to just to open up the chat really because no, otherwise it's like we're, ju- we're just chatting about our careers or whatever but it, it's nice to have that little subject that we can keep going back to and draw parallels yeah. from it to different things and it, it just, just makes it flow a bit it's 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 really a fucking pet hate. Do you know what I mean? So that's mm. why when I go, I've, I've got no gauge because I don't usually go into that. If you know what I'm trying to say. So once I went, okay, the royal family, I don't. I've got no gauge on my own hatred. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because I don't really talk about it, but I fucking hate them. Do you know what I mean? You know. <laughs> well, well that, that's that's the whole point of the thing in it. But it's good because it'll give your fans, the people who want to listen to what you're up to and stuff, it gives yeah, them, yeah, it just gives them a different that. avenue into some yeah, of that yeah. they because that I mean I, I reckon the what we we've just spoke about you know creation and um, an oasis and things like that more than we probably would have any yeah. other so, any because we get guests on and we try not to speak about their life and about yeah, everything yeah. That they do because we've because they've done that you've done a, a, an interview on creation and oasis and it, was kind of cool. it was fine thomas it was like it's probably i'll probably see it when you put it up and go oh that was actually all right <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Well, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Yeah, again, just what I said in the in the intro. Like his voice is so addictive. Like I just love listening to him talk. I always tune into his Instagram lives, and yeah, I think he's got a great, he's got a great voice, and he's a good storyteller as well. That's it, mate. And obviously, the, the the people have now heard that kind of that kind of little gem of a story of him being at the Landmark Hotel, uh, <laughs> and Noel wanting to sort of give Boris a, a piece of his mind or whatever, like... Imagine if Alan weren't there to stop it, what we would have seen in the news. <laughs> that would have been a good headline, I imagine. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. It's so good to get an insight into like, because I was, I've seen Noel Gallagher as being chilled, like the more chilled one. <clears throat> yeah, like you don't you? like that. Like I, I went obviously having like say it was weeks ago that we had this chat. I've always had, had in my head that it was it was Liam, but then mm. listen back while editing, I was like, oh no, it was Noel. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You just assume, wouldn't you? Be like, oh yeah, obviously it, it, it'd have been Liam, I guess. But yeah. yeah, imagine if Liam had seen him in that hotel. God, it's <laughs> um, a bit of exciting news. To completely off the subject, I hit a million views on TikTok today. A million views, what, across all your videos? One million. No, just on one single video. Oh, nice one, mate. Congratulations. Things are going to change around here, mate. Things are going to be different. Don't be TikTok famous, Tomo, because we can't be... You're like, will you be st- still be my friend? Well, maybe. I don't know. Not <laughs> um, so, uh, congratulations, obviously. Thank you. Anyway, uh, moving swiftly back onto the subject. We'll going back onto the subject. So, the moniker, I mean, obviously, you heard my views on it there. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, again, I just think, yeah, he's got a point, completely right. Like, what the fuck? Why have we got a, a queen? Because she's cute, and if we didn't have the queen, we wouldn't have the crown, so... What, the series, you mean? Yeah. Oh, right, okay, fair do. The crown, the series, is brilliant, I've got to say. Yeah. It's good. I do enjoy it, Olivia Coleman and... Um, so, and if we didn't have the monarchy, we wouldn't have the crown, and we wouldn't all fancy Claire Foy, so... Claire Foy as well, yeah. Um, but no, no, I just think, I think, come on, like, time to grow up now, thinking about kings and queens and princesses and that. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> oh, mate. I, I, see, I'm the opposite. Like, me and Charlotte, we sit, we sit and watch um, a few documentaries and stuff about Princess Diana, and I mean, I, I, quite, I find it quite fascinating. Um, Princess Diana learned... all right, because she, I mean, she was like the people's princess. She was kind of, I don't know a lot about her, but once she kind of a little bit against the monarchy as well? In the... Yeah, a, little, a bit like Princess Margaret as well. She's kind of like, she's just a bit more rogue and a little little less polished than Al Lizzie. Yeah. I just understand it. I just think, what is, why? I get it, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago or whatever, thousands or so years ago when, you know, they used to go into battle with you and, and stuff like that. But nowadays, I just think, come on, it's time to time to grow up. Yeah, well. <laughs> Sorry, I've got... I, I, I quite like her. I quite like the Queen. Yeah, fair to each to your own, each to your own. Um, yeah. But obviously, me and Alan don't, and that was what the podcast was about, and that's well, fine. That's why this podcast's so good, isn't it? That, and that's exactly why we started it, because we disagreed on something. We disagreed on me loving football and you thinking it was overrated, and then we was like, boom, we've got our podcast. And that's kind of like the ideal, the ideal scenario, really, where we get a guest on and one of us agree with the subject and one of us don't, because then it gives us a talking point as well. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, great episode. Um, another one in the bag. That was episode nine, Mint. Do you want to chat about uh, our next guest? I'll let you do this one, mate. She, uh, she, she was, it was you that, you, you that managed to hook this one up, which I was a big fan of because I'm a huge fan of <clears> uh, what, she, what she's probably most famous for. Yeah, um, uh, which you were also in. You, you never met <laughs> I try not to, mate. I try not to tell people. Yeah, I was in Game of Thrones. It's not a biggie, really, is it? <laughs> Blink and you'll miss it, mind. But yeah. Yeah, so next week we've got uh, the actress Gemma Whelan, who played Yara Greyjoy in uh, Game of Thrones, um, Alfie Allen's sister. Yeah. 
Uh, amazing performance. Like I remember, you know, again, we'll, we'll go into this next week, but her first episode just straight out the bag was like, wow, you don't mess with this yeah, girl. She's a, she's a powerhouse, isn't she? Yeah. I th- oh, I mean, other than myself I'd, and possibly Ed Sheeran, I don't think there's a bad, bad, um, bad performance in Game of Thrones other than me and Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, fair do, yeah. I mean, Ed was all right. <laughs> but that, I mean, he must have been out of his comfort zone there, though, because like it's like me going and playing Glastonbury. Do you know what I mean? He's, play, he's, he's in the biggest show on the planet, and he's not an actor. It's like me going to Glastonbury and trying to play the guitar on the pyramid stage. Yeah, that's true. That is true, I guess. But um, yeah, that's next week anyway. Um, as always, please do. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, um, hello, how's it going? Um, you- Way back then, didn't you? You'd have to get. Uh, if you um, are on YouTube, do just ring the bell, as the people on YouTube say. Subscribe to us, like us. Uh, you get a notification then when we come on live every week at ten o'clock on a Monday. It's like a premiere, so you're kind of watching along live with other people, which is pretty cool. Uh, chatting there as well sometimes. You're if very I, good at all this, I must say. I just try. And yeah. people know already that Andy's very much the brains behind overrated everything. He's sort of, he keeps the wheels turning. So listen to what he's saying, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Listen to me. Uh, And also if you do still listen uh, on audio uh, only, thank you. Um, Obviously the podcast has always been audio. Um, Please do uh, whatever you listen to, subscribe or like or whatever. And, And just, if you can as well, just go on YouTube and do that. It just helps us. Get a bit more Screen, uh, screenshot it and bang it on your Instagram stories and exactly you know, that. all that all that jazz. It really does help because you know if you've got five hundred followers, that's five hundred more people that might see the podcast and you know uh, whether they're interested in the in the guest that particular guest or whether they can go back through the catalogue and check it all out. So yeah, that even just sharing little things really does help us. Yeah, and we do have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash overrated everything. Uh, we've had a couple of people sign up to that recently, and that's amazing. Yeah, so thank you for that, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. Obviously, the world's a bit mad at the moment. Um, if you can, thank you. If you can't, don't worry about it. Keep watching. Our plan is still very much to be uh, donating everything that we get to uh, local charities and food banks and NHS and yeah. people who need need the support. So that's building. You know, me and Andy aren't in this for the money. Um, we do it just because we genuinely love doing it and chatting to people like Alan and Gemma and, and all of the you know, great guests that we've had in the past. Yeah. And that's building up now. So we, 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 uh, we said, didn't we, I don't know if we said on the podcast, but we said on the Instagram live the other week, uh, it was, it was your idea. And I think it was a great one. Um, about looking for charities that might've been sort of not as, not as much kind of thought about recently. Yeah. With all that's going on, obviously, uh, you know, the NHS, which isn't a charity, obviously, but you know, a lot of people have been given to the NHS, um, which is amazing. Uh, and big charities, uh, big companies like that. But, you know, we want to try and find a, a charity that's kind of been sort of forgotten about a little bit because, because they're more now than ever as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, see, um, I'll speak to you next week then, mate. Yeah, well, I hope I'll speak to you before then because we've got some planning to do, mate. We need to, we've just been speaking off mic. Um, we've got some more great guests coming up. Um, some that when we did our Instagram live last week, a lot of people was asking about, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, some very exciting times ahead. However, we obviously we want to get back out on the road, seeing each other, getting out there, meeting these guests because that's what the podcast started at. That's what we want to keep it at. Um, but obviously, we'll we'll only do it when it's uh, 
when it's safe to do so.